Hi everybody, when you hear that music, you know it's time for the lighter side of baseball. And what a treat for me. We're here at Miller Park with one of my best friends and a best friend that I met through, Dave Nelson. The Cubs are taking on the Milwaukee Brewers who have not stopped playing good baseball since we last met them in uh, October. And those Brewers are hot, the Cubs are cold. And we're going to get a little bit of the lighter side of baseball with Craig Kishan. And let me just introduce Craig a little bit. Not only was he one of Dave's best friends, and this show is very familiar with Nelly, but he's been a broadcaster for the Brewers since, oh my God, about 19 years ago. And he does not only pregame and postgame, he's done sideline interviews, he's done it all, and he does great play-by-play. And I'm not just kissing his ass either here on the lighter side of baseball. He's good, he's a good friend, but he is just a consummate professional when it comes to broadcasting. He's a great guy and a good friend of Dave's who broadcast together from 2006 until Dave's last year with the Brewers. So you're going to hear a little background noise at Miller Park. We're a couple hours from the game, but I just wanted to get up here, and Craig was nice enough to spend uh, his off day with me. So, Craig, it's great to have you here, man. I'm so excited to have you. Man, I, I can't believe we're here together talking baseball. I can't believe the introduction. Don't believe a word he says. None of it's true. Uh, but, no, we, we do go back a ways, and uh, I think uh, we're just uh, another example of many of um, – of the friendships that that happened because of Dave and uh, you know things don't break off because Dave's not here with us that's for sure and uh, it, it's great to have you here it's great to well talk some baseball. thank you again for making the time available I am uh, looking forward to the game tonight I'm looking forward to uh, maybe the Cubs bullpen getting somebody out but let's talk <laughs> about a couple things let's talk briefly about you know how you got into uh, baseball broadcasting um, relationship you had with a parent maybe that got you into baseball the love for baseball and all the sports that you've been involved in and then a little bit about uh, the Brewers and the start that they're off to and what what you've done and had the good fortune not only with the Brewers but also the Bucks with the best record in the NBA so talk to me a little bit about how you got started, where we are today, and then we'll get into uh, slamming Nelly since he, <laughs> since he can't defend himself. Well, my, uh, my love for baseball goes back to when I was a kid. You know, we, we always played. I mean, we, we, were in the, we were in the day where everybody just knew at a certain time, every day, you were all going to show up at a certain field and just organize a baseball game. And then, and then of course, after that, you got into more organized baseball and, and whatnot. But uh, when, when I was uh, seeking some employment, when I was uh, a teenager, when I was in high school, uh, we had a group of people that uh, we collected because one of, the, uh, one of the kids of one of the executives of the Brewers, uh, we all went to high school together. And so, we ended up being ushers here in the in the early 80s All right. and uh, right through the prime of 81 their first playoff 82 their first world series how can't you fall in love with baseball when you're 16 17 18 years old uh even more so when when the team was at its prime uh and then i decided to go into sports broadcasting and uh over the course of time uh Fox Sports uh, ended up here in 2001 in the state of Wisconsin, and at that time I had just broken away to become independent, away from um, being an affiliate such as an NBC or an ABC or a CBS, and uh, I was doing 
some of my own play-by-play work and stuff with ESPN and, and, uh, and Midwest Sports Channel. And they uh, contacted me and said, hey, you know, we're going to start these pre- and post-game shows. Are you interested? And it all worked out. And, uh, you know, I, I came in in 01. We, we were the opened up. We were the first broadcast of, uh, of this beautiful building. And, um, and then we uh, joined with the Bucks right away in their 2001 playoff run. And, and these two teams have kept me going ever since and cool. uh, have a it's, love of both. It's funny. I always yeah. tell Dave that uh, and everybody that listens to this show has a pretty good idea about Nelly. Um, I talk about him all the time. There's yeah. Everything gets interwoven with Dave. But, you know, he would always talk about, you know, my being jealous of him. He was a baseball player, which I, you know, wanted to be more yeah, than anything. Yeah. And then I wanted to be in broadcasting. And now, listening to you, how you got started, it's funny. A buddy of mine that went to SMU with me, when the Rangers moved there, he and I applied for a job as an usher. We got turned down. <laughs> <laughs> now, hearing your story, that's why. I ended up going to law school. I got rejected as an usher. <laughs> it's the only job that, that actually took me, so that, that's my claim to fame right there. Oh, that's uh, great. Yeah. Well, and you've done such a good job, and, and you've had such a great run with the Brewers, and the Brewers have had their ups and downs, but since the new ownership took over, uh, it seems like the Brewers have been close to or in the hunt, really, for yeah. the last few years. It's got to make your job more fun. Well, there's no doubt. I mean, this last year has been off the charts. I mean, 2000, the buildup to 2008 was, was nice in 06 and 07. Uh, and then they had a rebuild up to 2011. And then they, they, they dropped off until last year. And... Um, as we have baseballs flying over us out <laughs> here in the right that field. That noise bleachers. was batting practice. You'll, you'll hear that noise on this podcast. But um, the the run that this team is on right now, it, it's because as we speak today, I mean, the Brewers are off to a fantastic start to 2019. Everybody says it's like there was no time lost all winter between the end of the playoff run of 2018 and what they started now. And it's almost like the Cubs – uh, had had a downside to how they finished 2018, and they're struggling out of the gates here, having won only one game going into this series. So it, it's crazy how this game works, whether you have talent or not, uh, how you finish and, and, and how you start and then how you how you finish again at the end of the season. Absolutely, and of course the, uh, the two teams, the Cubs and the Brewers, rivals, and I noticed you know it's going to be maybe not – packed as much with Cub fans as it has been, but there are a lot of Cub fans coming into town. The diametric opposition of the bullpens, the Cubs just can't get anybody out, and the bullpen's been the strength of the Brewers for at least last year, and it looks yeah. like again this year. So, I mean, that's got to be fun for you guys. Well, <clears throat> it's it's funny because the this offense does just doesn't score a lot of runs in big bunches. So, We've seen in 2018 and the beginning of 2019, if the game is close, whether you're up or down, there's going to be a lot of tension to the very end of the game. But the the great thing about both of it is they've been able to find people to do their jobs in the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning. They're blessed to have Josh Hader, let's, let's face it. I mean, it's obvious he's going to be your closer if he's available. The other day he wasn't available, and, and uh, a newcomer, 
uh, had to come in and Alex Wilson, yeah. who, who hadn't saved a game in two years, only his fifth ever, and he didn't know going into that day he'd be the closer. They they just know be ready. I mean that the game plan is from what I've seen over the last year plus, maybe two years with this team, has been almost NFL preparation. Like yeah. you're getting ready for one game a week and all that, you know, Monday through Saturday, you're putting all this preparation in. These guys do this every single day. They don't do it just for a series, they do it every single day. And I think that's what we've seen, the progression of, of this team. That's how you're a serious contender in, in this new day and age, that's for sure. No, you're absolutely right. And, and what you see with the Brewers is, as you described, Let's win today and worry about next week, next week. Yeah, right. And too many teams like the Cubs right now are, you know, we're cool, we're not going to panic. Well, it might be time to get panicky pretty quick because, as you said, they are finishing the year and starting the year in the same way, and so are the Brewers, one going well and one not going well. Yeah. But it's it's uh, it's a long season, it 162 is, yeah. games. Yeah. And so the, th- the, the funny thing that comes up, as we're sitting here talking, and we've talked baseball f- for a long time, not ever, well, once in a while recorded with the memorial work that you did, which was so good uh, for Dave. And we'll get to that and more compliments coming your way because that was a really good bit of work that you did. But I'm laughing because, like, I doubt if you get interviewed a whole lot. And so this is fun for the roles to be a little reversed yeah, with yeah. me trying to figure out, well, what's the next question? And, <laughs> and you don't have to think at all. You can just let like it all rip, baby. <laughs> don't let me think. No, no, no. You think good, but you, you're even better as an interviewee. Uh, so anyway, this is fun. Let's talk a little bit, if we could, um, about our good friend Dave. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, since this is the lighter side of baseball, I always seem to segue into the morbid. I seem to get into some of the dark areas of my remorse and grief over uh, Nellie, trying to keep it light, trying to tell funny stories about Dave. But we're in. We're coming up to the year anniversary. The Brewers are going to have a little award given to a, a, a person who best uh, exemplifies some of the things that Dave did. Tell me about some of your early experiences starting out working with Dave in 2006 and 2007. Well, you know, <clears throat> Jamie, prior to that, you know, he was the first base coach here. And we had we had an unusual uh, agreement for post-game interviews. Um, I mean, the Brewers went several years losing in the 90s or 100-plus games. And our ownership group said... You know what? After a ball game, after a loss, I'm I'm sick of having you guys go over and talk to the other team who won. You know, been there, done that. We're, we're we just don't want them on our broadcasts anymore. What if we made arrangements to have some of the uh, assistant coaches, some of the coaching staff, take turns talking about the performance of the team. Yeah, it's not maybe I'm not going to be rosy, but there's some positive things to think about. And then you got to state the obvious. If you didn't play well, you didn't play well, you know, that type of thing. And I, and I think it helped our broadcast from the onset be better. And Dave was one of those coaches. Sure, yeah. Now, some coaches, they were so doggone angry at the end of a game, they, they just, you know, they needed like 10 minutes to cool off. Well, we didn't have 10 minutes because yeah. we, we had to be on. And, and Dave was always, you know, you'd go up to him after a loss and, and I'd go, Nelly, Nelly, 
because you know these coaches start walking away right away down the dugout and want to go into the clubhouse and you could just tell he'd shrug his shoulder and go dead 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 and then he'd turn around and he'd go craig are we going to do this and so we'd sit for a couple of minutes and and uh talk about the game and and that aired on our broadcast and then we did a lot of sidebar stories and and during Dave's, you know, tenure here, he, he obviously was uh, in charge of the running game, and and Scott Pasednik was, uh, you know, right. his star pupil pupil here, and um, so we did a lot of base running stories with Dave. Yeah. And then one one time we did uh, when Dave was the first base coach, um, and I can't remember who was over at third at the time, but we did uh, just signals. And, and had fun with it. You know, they're trying to teach us signals. I, I don't know yeah. what they're signaling, but we, we had fun with it. And that's how our relationship started. It, it started with the baseball core, but when you spend that much time, you talk about a million other things, you yeah. know, as you're getting ready to do these shoots and stuff. And then when he was let go, but immediately brought on to be on our broadcast, I was like, are you kidding me? Davey's going to be my, my new partner on the set. Oh, that's an interesting y- yep. development. That really yeah. is. And, and so we called each other right away, and we must have talked for an hour about something we didn't even know we were getting into. Yeah. Uh, but that that was the, the beginning of the true friendship because now you're just spending 30 minutes before the game and 30 minutes after the game, but you're spending about eight hours around that together, and that's – and my gosh, I mean, I could go on and on and on, but well, that you was know, a surprise to me. He has so many attributes, mostly his social skills and his interaction with everybody. Um, anybody that came in contact thought they were best friends for the rest of their lives. Yeah. But in addition to those qualities that we that we've that we all came to, to learn and to love, he was an unbelievable student of the game. And, and, oh yeah. And, yeah, and he never led with that. He never tried to superimpose his thought process on anybody but I mean from index cards giving Kenny Lofton advice on what he should do to make be a better base runner or Pesednik he really was a, a good student of the game oh uh, there's no doubt I mean I, I learned so much about baseball uh, with Dave's patience um, I'd, I'd ask him the dumbest most 101 questions but I'm telling you right now he uh, thoughtfully explained everything to me. He never, he never said, "Well, you bonehead, it's it's like this. Can't you see that?" It was never ever like that. Even though sometimes I felt, "Well, if I don't know the answer, maybe I shouldn't ask." But it was such the opposite with him. It was yeah. like, if you need to know anything, or you want anything, let me know. And he was true to his word on that. Totally, and, and, and really uh, taught me the game and uh, uh, gave me such an appreciation. Uh, for somebody who is so passionate about baseball. I mean, he's a passionate guy, but I mean, we were here to work and cover this sport, and uh, he is about as passionate about this game that, that I know. I mean, we, we used to sit up in a press box, and in the press box, you, you can't cheer and you can't, you know, yell and, and that type of thing. It's just the rules. And we'd be up there watching a game, and a base runner would be would take off to steal, and the pitcher would throw over the first, and you knew he's going to be dead on the throw. And I'm telling you, as soon as the base runner would go, Dave knew that pitcher was going to throw to first, and he'd get up out of his seat. Good job! 
you know. Yeah. And and everyone in the press box would turn and then look on the field and see what he was yelling about, you know, because yeah. he was he was being a first base coach. Right. And so that that never went out of his system. It just it just stuff like that that I, I miss. And at the time, maybe you don't appreciate it as, as much as you should, but um, it just goes to show you his instincts and his passion for the game. No, and he had the whole package. You know, he was a he good did, guy. Yeah. He was a good baseball yeah. player. He was uh, uh, fun to be around. He was very articulate. He had great thoughts to express, and he expressed them well. And it, it certainly uh, helped his career as a broadcaster. But now, in my relationship with him, Instead of learning from him, I'd be telling him. <laughs> and I still hear him every day because I laugh and I go, you know, I don't know why in the hell, blah, 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 blah. And I can still hear him go, huh, you know, that little, you know, I'm not going to call you, yes. maybe, but you don't know yeah. what you're talking about. You know, and that, my that was his laugh. That, that was his uh, a catchy little laughy hook. And, yeah. and his eyes would roll. And uh, and so that was, uh, that was a part of Dave that that I miss because, uh, you know, we, we talked every day and we really talked mostly about baseball, not really too much about other things. And so that, like with you, it's a big void. I miss him, you miss him, yeah. we miss yeah, him. for sure. But you guys did more than broadcast together. You guys went on site to the Dells, you went on site to Summerfest, you kind of had some opportunities that, that I didn't really know about until the memorial service and some of the videos that yeah, you and Dave yeah, were in. Yeah. But you guys travel together and you guys socialize together. And tell me a little bit about those experiences. Well, I mean, we went up, to the, the greatest part of uh, during the time where we did those trips, my kids were, were little, I have two boys, and one's in college, the next one's gonna be ne- next fall. And But Dave's, Dave saw them grow up for, to the point where they were like, can he be our godfather? And of course he said yes. So add that to the list. <laughs> Best Absolutely. friend and godfather, right? Amen. Add that to the list. Amen, yeah. Um, and so the neat thing about it was he was he was he was like a grandpa to the boys and he was like a, a brother to me and um, and a father at times too. But we we'd go to the Dells uh, to do our weekend shows and you know, it was basically taking care of each other. You know, uh, we, we'd go to Summerfest and do our some of our post-game uh, stuff down there. Yeah. And uh, but wherever Dave went, it was it was like having the mayor with you. Not the and, truth. And it was the coolest thing in the world because people wanted him to sign baseballs, pictures, cards, you name it. It it never it never yeah. ended. And, and then we also had a trip uh, one year where we went up to Eagle River. I, well, and I have a place in Land Lakes, which is 20 miles away. Yeah, yeah. So I was there right after you guys were there. And I see, I didn't know that. And went out to the golf course. And, you know, there aren't too many African Americans out in Land Lakes or in Eagle River. So right. I went out there and I said, hey, you know, I know that Craig and my buddy Dave were here and oh god we love those guys oh yeah it was like boom I said well that's a broken record yeah but well I mean and it's funny because we did we did that it was some golf trip and it was you know trip to Eagle River for you know contestants and so we went up like in I think in July or August and uh and then I'm telling you we had we had a blast but we we did this golf golf event day too and uh we, we went with the little young couple, and now, uh, 
I'm, they're friends. They were friends with Davey on Facebook, and they're the same now. Now they've got their young family and all. I mean, it just goes all kind of full circle it, and it, stuff. The, but, um, the friends he made and kept, and and some I've related on on the podcast. Some you know you you think about later, but there were so many people that he considered friends and, and was friends with, yeah. and it it was the real deal. Um, the thing I tell people, you know, a lot of us in the computer age that are organized, and I'm not organized, and you are. So in the middle of this interview, I could come up with something totally different and break the train of thought, but it was just pops into my head. Dave would recall the names of your kids, my kids, what they did yesterday if he was close to them. Yeah. But almost anybody without looking at a computer you know what a lot of guys oh billy bob boom he's oh, got yeah. two kids yeah. and when they're on the phone yeah. he hits his computer and acts I, like he knows I do you it. i do That's it too i've got my notes in my phone sometimes nelly this this was an unbelievable gift yeah it was amazing yeah, yeah. and you know in the in his last few days guys were coming into hospice i've never seen before never heard of um Girlfriends that showed up at the memorial that I'd never heard of, and it, it it led me to realize what I realized before that I might have I was good friends with him for 45 years, but I might have known five percent of his friends, yeah. and to the to the nth uh, degree, they all just you know loved him. Well, yeah, as, I mean, as it, did we. Yeah, I mean it. It's it's really amazing. You know, the lives that he's touched and, and for those that know him we're not obviously uh, telling him anything they don't already know but uh, for, for people who don't I mean this this guy was was special and, and one of, I want to tell you other quick story one of the one, another trip that we took together uh, he'd come out to Madison a couple of times and uh, came out on his own to watch my kids play sports uh, he'd come out after the baseball season to watch my youngest son who played football in high school and, uh, and my, my kids were also grateful for that. One time he came out and, and uh, I arranged for, for us to go to one of the country clubs out in Madison and, and they, uh, they took us out golfing. We had a great day golfing, came back to the clubhouse. We we're just gonna have a beer and go back to, to my place and my wife is gonna cook us a nice dinner. And we stayed out there, no lie, for almost four hours after we golfed in the clubhouse because everybody who golfed came in, bought us drinks, wanted to talk baseball with the guy, yeah. and, and they weren't leaving either. We, we ended up having like a, like a baseball audience at a, at a park. I mean, it was, but that's the magnet he yeah. used. That, no, that's, that's like right. a magnet right there. And, you know, with your permission, and I know you'll you'll do it sometime in the in the near future. We'll do another one of these because there there's so much about your career and how it interfaced with Dave that I want to get into a lot more. That'd be great. But yeah. but before we wrap it up, and I know they're about to take the set here. The one thing that I wanted my listeners to uh, to understand and hopefully expand the listeners is not only were you social friends and and business associates but uh in the latter time after dave got sick you along with other people but you especially cared for dave in a way that not many people would do and so i wanted to 
just talk to you briefly, not get all sad, but you and I have some funny memories that probably can't always uh, be shared, even on a podcast that maybe nobody will hear. But you drew the short straw, buddy, a few times, didn't you? <laughs> well, first of all, right back at you because you, you, were, you were spearheaded this thing with Tyler Barnes to make sure that this guy was going to be cared for. And I lived here. Tyler was on the road. You lived in Chicago, Kansas City. You were all over the place, too. So all we did is group together to make sure the guy was taken care of. I just I just did my part, except for the day that I thought he was doing good. And uh, I think you and I collectively had left him alone for a couple of days thinking, you know, we don't want to pester this guy every day. He's probably doing fine. Yeah. Well, he wasn't doing fine. That was his... It His was, amazing ability to yeah, bullshit. It was unbelievable. So, it was. So we I, thought he was okay. I, I called him up. I was coming in to do a to do a uh, basketball game in Milwaukee, and I I said, "Davey, how you doing?" And never once in the twelve years, thirteen years I knew him, did he ever say, "Oh, not too good, partner." Not one time. Picks up the phone. You could tell he was kind of all harried when he picked up the phone. I go, Davey, how you doing? Oh, partner, I'm not doing good. I'm like, oh, oh no. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, are you alone? Yeah, I'm alone. I have two days. I'm stuck in bed, and I'm like, oh no. Right. And and, and and then it was. I was like, I hope this in the beginning of the end right here. So I I rushed in and called up some people and. We got the guy squared away eventually. But that was a tough job because he became just had to pull immobile. his pants up and get him straight. <laughs> and pulling Nelly's pants up, we won't get into some of his uh, social activities with the many, many women that love Dave. But, uh, you know, he got into kind of a time when he really couldn't take care of himself. And, and Craig, God bless him, uh, was with him on a day that that problem was particularly... Uh, directed right in Craig's face. So uh, those were, you know, That's life, Dave, man. Nelly would laugh about him. Yeah. Nelly would cry about him. Uh, he just, he had great, great friends. He had great treatment in Milwaukee and in the final days. We'll talk another time about the Euchre visit and the Craig Council visit. But, you know, I can't say enough about the Milwaukee organization. I've said it. Again, I don't know how many people will listen to this. But if the other 29 Major League Baseball teams are up at level eight, the Milwaukee Brewers are at 100. I mean, you work for a class outfit. Dave didn't even know what benefits he had. And they continued. The plaque out here, the sign for Nelly's Corner, it's just a great organization. You're a great guy. Thank you so much for making the time to to talk, and maybe next time the equipment will work a little better. But by the time we put all this together, you won't even know that we did this with a phone hey, backup. Hey, man, I, I'm all about Plan B, and uh, and you are the best. You you can throw a million compliments out, but the one I will throw back is you are the best, top of the list, and and uh, I enjoy these podcasts. I hope everybody enjoys these podcasts. Uh, it's just great to listen. When you when you jumped in the car today, uh, and I'm driving down the road, I, you're sitting in the passenger seat, and I'm thinking, is the pod is this podcast 13? Uh, but it was you and me talking, well, which was great. Well, I'd love to do this again and again and again. So, well, believe yeah. me, uh, I was laughing. I was saying, you know, 
We'll get into the Emmys you guys got. I've got some of the tapes with Dave's shows and Davey remembers yeah. and some of that. But I was laughing because I was going to say, and Craig Kashan, I don't know if he's a guest or a co-host, but whatever he is, he's the only other person that's been alive that I've talked to <laughs> on the podcast. So God bless him. Thanks, man, for being on the lighter side you of baseball. You got it, buddy. All righty.